0: I think I told you guys this, but... Uh, I, well, I emailed... I didn't tell you this part. I emailed Seth today, who's, you know, yeah. the NBA version of Gina. Um, and because he emailed us about our, like, best teams to send everyone a title thing. And I was like, if we don't have any teams in the 64-team bracket that you made, do we? what do I do? And he's like, oh, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, the Hornets, I think, are the only team that I have a single team that was good enough to not even to almost win a championship.
1: keep sounding podcasts as always this is brian joined by brad and john john how are you doing this fine evening okay i'll go fuck myself
2: brad how are you doing i'm doing great brian (laughs) um oh my mic was muted
0: sorry
1: It's okay. I got to say, I I just, I started it off with, I'll go fuck myself. So that works out. Yeah, that's, that's
0: fine. I I mean, I heard you. I tried to talk, but I realized now you couldn't hear me.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It seems to fit with the whole theme of the way the world's going these days. Yeah. Um, I have
0: a comment though, about um, the intro that we just had. Dude. I realized I need to make new intro music.
1: Ooh. Because
2: yeah.
0: Because I think... Be queen!
2: I I, queen! No.
0: Well, I was going to keep the cat scratcher. Thing, but like, I think every player that's in the little like audio montage except for Christian McCaffrey is gone.
1: Oh, that makes me wow. sad.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. It's like Cam's in it, Greg Olson's in it, Thomas Davis is well, maybe I think Thomas Davis is off Luke Keekley's in it. Um, yeah, yeah. He, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah,
0: so that, that needs to be fixed. That does if like, I can ever find the time to do it in these, in these, in you'll these have days. to do
1: like Shaq Thompson, Christian McCaffrey, and DJ, uh, DJ Moore. I was gonna say Will Greer, but yeah, Curtis um,
0: Samuel. Um, maybe after the draft, we'll have like some. I get some audio snippet of whoever like the Panthers draft. Brian, Byrne. Should get,
2: you should get the play-by-play of Kyle Allen turning a f- potential fourth and one into a twenty-five yard loss. <laughs>
1: that would that I'll would so that. go along with the vibe of our podcast. So <laughs> I agree.
0: I might. I have to. I have to see if I can find like the the commentary from that play.
1: Yeah. So speaking of horrible memories, um, so for this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about what was a really great time, experiencing it, living through it, and then turns out to be kind of a horrible memory in the 2015 NFL season. So for SB Nation's theme week, they... What was the theme of, that, of this, Brad? It was the best teams to never best win a Best teams Bowl.
2: to never win a championship. Yep. And, and obviously – We only have two choices because we've been to the Super Bowl twice, and I don't think very many people would say that the 2003 team was better than the 2015
1: team. Yeah, and 2008 never really got a chance to even get close because Jake Delome,
2: Rip. Yeah. So, you can talk about
0: the 2013 team that went 12-4. and four. They were good.
2: They, mean, were they were good, good. Yeah. but but at the they point, weren't ready to go to the Super Bowl though. No.
1: On top of that, the Panthers in the playoffs they had that they they put up a, a bunch of points quick on the Seahawks, and the Seahawks did come back. Which, if it wasn't for fucking Ron Rivera, that would have been enough, and we wouldn't have had to be sitting there in the fourth quarter wondering if they were going to blow this lead. Um, but then the Panthers absolutely fucking steamrolled the Cardinals, a team that a team that was really good in that in that year like the Panthers went into their own stadium and they blew them out It was like they they put up like 50 on the Cardinals right 49 49 yeah like a team that had been consistently almost as good as Carolina throughout the season and yeah, they were 13
0: and, had, and 3 in the regular season and yeah.
1: they they beat a lot of teams really um really convincingly so for Carolina to all of a sudden play them, I know there were a lot of people who predicted the Cardinals to beat the Panthers just because it seemed like the Panthers' season had a lot of fluky wins, and Carolina just destroyed them. So, like, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree that like the this was definitely the best squad to have never won a Super Bowl for the Panthers because you, you just everybody going into to the fifteen and one Super Bowl, they like you just expecting Carolina to win, like they. The Broncos barely beat the Patriots. Meanwhile, the Panthers had put up 30-plus, 40-plus. They put up 30 on the Seahawks and 40 on the Cardinals. You just expected them to blow them out. Like, it didn't seem like it was going to be a good game at all.
0: Yeah, they had conference think, championship. Okay, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think that if the Panthers played that version of the Broncos nine times out of ten, they would have won if they played ten times.
0: Yeah. I remember – when the Panthers played the Cardinals, it was like the winner of that game is the Super Bowl champion because them beating the Broncos is kind of a formality because the Broncos were not nearly as good. Like They went 12-4, and four, but like they were playing with Manning's corpse, at quarterback, and the other option was Brock Osweiler. And it was like there's the Panthers and the Cardinals were like trigger knots that season. So it was yeah. like there's no way they can keep up with them. But they did.
2: And the defense was good enough to win that game. I mean, the final score was 24-10. to 10 but the Broncos scored a defensive touchdown and then they also scored a touchdown. Cause they had the ball on like the eight yard line.
1: Yeah. Mike Tolbert fumbled the ball for the first yeah. time in his career. And he fumbled twice in that game <laughs> and yeah. Jonathan Stewart also fumbled. He also got injured too. Jonathan that,
2: Stewart getting hurt, I think is what really sealed the deal.
1: Yeah. He was the iron man for that, for that group. Like obviously Cam Newton was definitely the Superman of the, of that, uh, Squad, No pun intended, but st- Jonathan Stewart was the Iron Man of that squad.
0: I think it was what kind of happened was the, the Hornets or not the Hornets. Sorry, basketball's on my TV. Panthers uh, were so it, they did get a lot of lucky breaks. They were really, really good. It's not like they, they lucked their way into 15 and one, but they did catch a lot of breaks over the course of the season. And it was like the regression to the mean, so to speak, all happened all at once in the last game of the season.
2: Yeah. And like
0: all the mistakes of
1: the 2016 season.
0: Yeah, but like all the mistakes that players, like that were very characteristic of players before, but hadn't shown up in the during the regular season, came back. Like you said, like the the lack of fumbles, the turnover battle got switched because I p- remember the Panthers were extremely lucky with turnovers. Like it seemed like they got an interception or fumble recovery in like the first quarter of every game to help jump out to leads, and then all of that got flipped for the last game of the season. So it it was like. It was like the dam burst. The dam of, of bad luck burst.
1: Yeah, it Super was like Bowl. everything that had gone well for the Panthers just shit on us. It just shit on us. I remember... <laughs> let, let, I, I don't, I'm trying to get some structure here. So I want to say... Um, let's talk about, just because I was about to get into it, our our personal experiences watching that Super Bowl um after that let's get into just some of our better memories from the season and then let's talk about our like favorite players from that season or most surprising or just somebody you want to mention and, sp- and shout out if that sounds good to you guys yeah um so i remember i watched the playoffs in my parents basement for the entirety <laughs> very on, of- brand. The- yes, very yes. on brand yes very on brand but not not anymore but at the time yes um and I was also writing the recaps at the time which which was super fun because the Panthers were really good so writing the recaps was awesome um, I watched the playoffs with my at my parents' house, usually in the basement, and the Seahawks game was stressful, but at the in the beginning, I loved it because it was the Carolina beating the shit out of Seattle and then they almost came back. Then I had a bunch of friends over for the Cardinals game because now all of a sudden people were like, "Oh shit Carolina might actually be good and uh, they were like what is happening? What Like, who is this team? Because none of them really even, like, knew a whole lot about the Panthers. They just knew they were a good team that year. So they watched the Panthers steamroll the Cardinals, like, just... And I was just sitting there, like, surprised. I was like, holy shit. Because I was fully expecting Carolina to shit the bed in that game. It was the Cardinals. Like, they, they did it to us in 2008. I haven't recovered from that still to this day.
0: And then um, the Cardinals were arguably, at, like, the better team, even though the Panthers had a better record.
1: Yeah, they were still, like... Like if you look at the two teams on paper, the Cardinals were a better team. Um, So then we watched the Super Bowl and the same group of friends came over. We were playing pool. We were having fun. And then, oh, it just went bad. After that Stewart touchdown, I just remember being sad the entire time. Like everybody was like coming over like, oh, the Panthers will be fine. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know man like it just it was specifically after the Jericho Cotchery non-catch where I was like uh oh, fuck here we go <laughs> it was that classic Panthers feeling of like well this is my life now as a fan
0: it especially cuz that that team never gave us reason to believe that they could come back cuz they were like I said earlier they were playing from ahead like every single game that season
2: yeah
1: right they were so all like, blowing teams out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there was no like, it wasn't like the uh, the cardiac cats from 2003 where it's like, oh, we're never out of it. These these guys have, have spunk. It was just like, a, wait, we're losing? I don't, what is this? How does this work? This doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. It was really the worst experience ever, to be honest. To be around <laughs> all my friends as they're shooting yeah, pool, watching the game, enjoying enjoying the game, and I'm just sitting there like, my fucking God, I have to write a recap about one of the greatest NFL seasons in NFL history where the Panthers didn't make it. Because honestly, there's only like maybe, maybe what, one or two teams who had a worse turnout as far as the Super Bowl goes based on their record, like going up from the regular season. I mean, like there was the Patriots. um,
0: Are you talking um, about like, are you talking about like the... How much how poorly they performed in the Super Bowl relative to their regular season success?
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah,
0: the, probably the the Broncos team that got um not like annihilated by the Seahawks a couple of years before.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm that's like probably. The other I don't remember example. what their
0: record was, but I know they got beat like forty three to eight. Like that, that kind of takes the cake there. But and yeah, that, that the general... game was
2: over after the first drive when the on the first play mm-hmm. of the game was it the first play of the game where the center snapped Nate Manning's like head. Yeah, but yeah, into like the like end ever... I mean. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, for a 15-1 team to like, get manhandled in wow. the Super Bowl is pretty unprecedented.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's weird how all that shit happened, too, because, you know, Wade Phillips knew how to, to scheme against our offense and stop it, but I genuinely believe that if Denver didn't pull off that come-from-behind win against the Patriots, the Panthers would have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They would have beaten them soundly at that, I believe. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think we're talking about the the best team to never win the Super Bowl if New England wins the AFC Championship game that year. Yeah, yeah, and Cam Newton's never lost for the Patriots. About so, the 2003 team or the 2013 team, if the Patriots had played us instead of the Broncos, <sighs> and that's what's frustrating to me. Um, but the. I knew the game was over when Kochery caught it, but was ruled incomplete. Like I knew that was it. You know, I just had a feeling. I was like, "Yeah, this that's it. This I, is so- I, don't,
0: I don't remember my like moment. Um, I tend to like shift perspective really fast when things go poorly in sports that I'm watching. Um, so I remember being sad, but it wasn't like it was just like, "Oh, well, that's how th- I know how this is gonna go." So. Yeah, We're just going to hope for the best, but expect the worst. So when the game ended, I was like, uh, well, well, that was fun.
2: Yeah, and I know this this is going to make a lot of people mad that are listening to it, but I really don't care. Um, <laughs> I was mad, quote unquote, for about 10 minutes. I got over it.
0: I mean, that's well, how I am with sports. Though. Like I said, I shift it's, perspectives it's really fast. We're like, it's, it's this a doesn't game, matter to sports. It's a sport. It's, a sport, yeah.
2: it's entertainment. And... Caring so much where you're still bitter and still angry about it five years later is not healthy. Uh, If you are still mad about it and still bitter about it, please get help because it's not healthy to hold on to things like that anymore. I've learned that in my almost 40 years of life. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would still be on the fuck Denver train. But it's just not worth being mad. It's they get paid millions of dollars to entertain me. You know, it, it's not it's, it, that, that's it. It's, it's not life or death. Um
0: it's very unhealthy to to stress about things like it's it's commonly used, but you can't to stress about things you can't control and you cannot control the performance of your favorite sports team. Me, no matter what superstition you mad,
2: have. Me being mad does not change one thing about hmm. that game it doesn't bring it doesn't bring it back and have it replayed it doesn't it doesn't do anything it, it except make me bitter and i don't want to be bitter i think the one thing that bothers me the most
1: coming off that game was i sat down and wrote the recap even though i was sad at the time um was just that there was an overwhelming amount of optimism about the Panthers because, like, they lost that game, but they still had a really good core of people. They had Cam Newton. They had Greg Olson. They had Luke Keekly. They had Jonathan Stewart. They didn't have Kelvin Benjamin that season. And they still made it to the Super Bowl, which we didn't know how bad Kelvin Benjamin was. Um, you know, there were so many talented players on that roster where it was like we expected them to come back after that season, we were like, okay, this could be better. And then it just fucking blew up that following season when Josh Norman left, um, you know, Kelvin Benjamin came back. He wasn't nearly the player he was. We lost Michael Ower to to an injury. And it all just, like, that shot – it became a a flash in the pan rather than what should have been, like, a defining season to say, this is going to be a really good team for a while. Like, it just – that's the part that I hate the most about that Super Bowl is that it looked like Carolina was going to be a contender and like potentially a dynasty and <laughs> it just turned out to be a one-hit wonder apparently like Yeah
2: exactly But like you know it happens <clears throat> that is sports that is sports that is um, sports Cam Newton, I, I want to also touch on this because a lot of people did not like the fact that Cam Newton was named NFL MVP in 2015. Yeah. Um, you can kindly take that opinion and shove it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was 296 for 495, which is 59.8 completion percentage. If he would have completed one more pass, he would have been an elite quarterback. It's a shame that he could not do that. Um, He threw for 3,800 yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He had 10 rushing touchdowns as well as 600 rushing yards. So he was responsible for almost 4,500 yards, 45 touchdowns, and between 10 and 15 turnovers because he had five fumbles. I don't know if all of those are considered lost fumbles or if it's just fumbles. So – and he was doing this with Philly Brown, Ted Ginn, and Jericho Kotchery as his wide receivers. And Brenton Burson. Brenton Burson was his fourth wide receiver. Greg Olson was his number one target with 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. How in the hell can you justify giving the MVP to literally anyone else? Cam Newton won 15 games with Ted Ginn, Jericho Cotchery and Philly Brown as his wide-receiving group. And Britton Burson. And Britton Burson. I mean – they scored 500 points. That was number one in the league. They averaged 31.3 points per game. They allowed 308. They gave up 19.3 points per game. They had the sixth best scoring defense in the league. they I don't remember the exact number, and I didn't find it, and I didn't feel like looking too deep into it, but I'm sure they had the number one turnover margin in the league because yeah. that's why they went 15-1. and one. We've already touched on it. Their turnover margin was insanity. Um I believe you're correct. They absolutely Yeah. Do. They they had a streak of turnovers and I think it was what 10 or 11 games where they had a turnover in every game. And I mean it was nuts. Um Luke no, they, had back-to-back turnovers.
0: No, they they forced game. the Panthers forced a turnover in every single game that season.
2: Okay. That, okay, I knew it was something crazy like that. Oh,
0: I know one. There's one game they didn't. They didn't force a turnover against the Seahawks. Okay. And they but like <laughs> It does not look like a turnover column. Like after that, it was like four, two, two, five, three, one, four. Like that's how many turnovers a game they were forcing.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was insane. And Luke Keekley had back to back pick sixes in the playoffs. Yep. Against Seattle and against Arizona, he had a pick six in each game. That, that,
1: <clears throat> to get into, I guess, the, like what I enjoyed the most from the 2015 season. That season really cemented Luke Kuechly as not just a really good linebacker; it cemented him as one of the best players I've ever seen play. Like he was insane in 2015. Um, I'll never forget. Like I was watching the Dallas Cowboys game. I was going to say, wasn't that the season where we beat the shit out of Tony Romo on Thanksgiving? Yeah, we we not only that was the first time, not the first of two different situations where a quarterback came back from injury and the Panthers put him back on the injury report. Um, but I remember I was watching the game and Luke Kuechly made that pick six against the against uh, Tony Romo, which by the way, Kirk Coleman also had a pick six on the first drive of the Cowboys that game.
0: Yeah, but Kirk Coleman had smacked Tony Roma on the head as he scored the touchdown. Yes, he, yeah,
1: <laughs> he straight up disrespected Tony Roma on the way into the end zone. But I remember watching him run. I was like, holy fuck. He looks like a defensive back running right now. Like, And then on the next drive, the next throw by Tony Romo, he picked it off again. Like, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Like, that game specifically, like, I've never seen a defensive player who, who was like that, who had that kind of impact throughout a season. Like, I think that there's probably a few in the conversation as far as, like, J.J. Watt, and obviously players that I didn't personally get to watch growing up. But... That was the season that cemented Luke Keekly as one of the best linebackers of all time because he just was a complete game changer, which is something you don't see from linebackers nowadays.
2: Yeah. Um, here's a couple of trivia questions. Without looking, how many overtime wins did the Panthers have?
1: Um, one. I was going to say two. John Maybe is two. correct. They beat the Colts in right? overtime. Yeah. They beat because the Colts in overtime
2: ad. because Ted Ted Ginn dropped a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, I forgot about that. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that's oh, the, that's the gif that's used in the difference between completion percentage and accuracy because he put it right in his hands. Um,
1: Ted Ginn alligator-armed it. As he how played.
2: many games did the Panthers win by less than a touchdown? And when I say touchdown, I mean the – general definition of touchdown as in 7 points not going for 2
1: 7
0: 8 no 9 9
2: both of you are wrong brian you were closer they won 5 games by less than a touchdown jeez how many games
1: than...
2: yeah how many games did they win by one possession by one possession i do mean by 8 points or oh. fewer 9 10 7 damn yes so they won a third. couple of games by nine points too. That's probably why you thought nine, John. Oh, yeah.
0: So I guess I'll I'll go into what, what I was gonna say as my like memory of the season was the two things, the the constant like lack of credit the Panthers got as the season went on. Yeah. Like, worst people 10-0 made, team ever. Yeah. Yeah. People making a joke. Yeah. Like, worst 14-0 team ever. Worst 13-0 team. Like as the season went on, um, to the point where they were <clears> underdogs. <throat> they were 10-0. And they were underdogs against the three and seven Cowboys.
2: Yeah, on Thanksgiving. Before, and we beat the yeah. crap out of them. With yeah. Tony Romo coming off an injury, too. <laughs> yeah. So, and the <laughs> At other thing, home. Like, weren't we the home team? <laughs> no, it was no, no, we were not.
0: But either way, like, the Panthers were 10 and 0. They just beat Washington 44 to 16 the week before. And Dallas had lost every game or was like one and seven since Tony Romo got hurt. So I don't know. But, um,. The other thing, which is probably why my my guesses were so high, because it felt like it happened every single week, was the Panthers would get out onto these huge leads, and then just like piddle them away because it was like, all right, it's halfway through the second quarter and what by three touchdowns, let's just start pounding the rock and waste the clock. Yes, and that's p- part of the reason why like Camp could have had much better stats if he was allowed to like throw the ball in the second half.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he but, would have probably thrown for 5,000 yards if they didn't run the ball in the second half.
0: Fuck you, Ron! Well, I, I was talking to my brother the other day, and he said he was watching the Giants game from that season. And that's very – as infamous for, like, the Cam Newton head shake, like the, head, like the nod when he's like, all right, I got this.
2: Wasn't that the Panthers- also the Josh Norman, uh, O.J. Beck, um, oh, no Beckham. Beckham fight? Yeah,
0: yeah. But the Panthers were up 35-7. to seven with five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And the Giants tied the game with a minute 46 left in the fourth quarter at 35, 35. Yeah. And that, that, that was like the season to me. It was like the, the Panthers were blowing them out for most of the game. And then they're like, all right, that should be enough. We can call it quits here. And then Cam had to save them at the end. And that happened a couple other times, like against uh, Indianapolis in the overtime game. Seattle, um, Seattle in the playoffs. Seattle in the playoffs mm-hmm. Um,
2: it happened one other time, too, and I can't remember which game it was now, but there was one other game that we had to do that.
0: I'm pulling up the game-by-game game right now.
2: Probably um, the Saints. I think it was the Saints, because we beat them by three points.
1: Yeah, The
0: Panthers were up on the Colts 23-6 to six with I 10 minutes it. left in the game.
1: Fuck you, Ron! And,
0: <laughs> and they were trailing in overtime at one point. They gave up 20 consecutive points in the fourth quarter in overtime to the to the Saints. Um to the Saints, the Panthers were up 27 to 16 in the third quarter, which isn't terrible, but then they gave up 15 straight points to go to fall behind.
1: It took one of the greatest interceptions of all time from Josh Norman to seal that win.
2: That was the first game.
0: The really? Panthers were up 27 to 7 on the Packers at halftime.
2: That was it. Um, yeah. The, the Packers then,
0: game. Yeah, and then um how did that game end? Did that game end? Because I feel like that game like they, they won by eight. But I they, feel like the Packers were
1: They won because Thomas Davis made a major interception right at the goal line.
0: Was it that was that, that play? I remember that play. I don't know if it was that.
2: Yeah. I believe yeah, it that. Was, that was the other game I couldn't think of. It was the Packers game. That that season took years off my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Thomas Davis intercepted Aaron Rodgers in the end zone with at the two minute warning. And then so the Panthers came out and iced the game by uh, running for one yard with Jonathan Stewart, running for one yard with Mike Tolbert, running for five yards with Jonathan Stewart, and then punting to give the Packers the ball back. Which, it was only six seconds left, but still. That was just, like, perfectly emblematic of the the strategy for that season.
1: God damn. Ugh, I hate you, Ron. Ron. Rivera.
2: Ron! <laughs> um, let's, let's, I'm gonna, see, 2015 taught me, because of that kind of shit, that I can't let myself get too involved, like get too invested because in the end, it doesn't matter. Uh, Ron's yeah. going to run. Well, it's going to
0: run. Hopefully, now, now, go ahead, hopefully, Go ahead, Ryan. Hopefully,
1: hopefully rules not going to rule, but anyway, go ahead.
0: No, I just, I, I'm, I think that's the the end of it. And then there's the Seahawks game, like we talked about, but I think as good as the team was, then that was also kind of planted the seed and like in my brain, like Ron Rivera maybe isn't the uh, the guy that need is the team needs to like lead them to consistent success because he's having the best season his team has ever had, and they are barely beating teams after they get out to like three score leads on a consistent basis. Like, there's no way it's that hard. Oh, like when dude. you're th- you're 31 to nothing against the Seahawks at halftime, and you can barely barely hold on to win. Like, Do how, how not- does that happen?
1: Do you guys remember when Ron Rivera made the fucking comment about we want to twist the knife as yes. in when we're up up on teams mm-hmm. and he just never fucking did that? That was the epitome of it was the 2015 season when he was like, we want to twist the knife. We want to we want to blow these teams out. And he never fucking did that. He always took him out of like he took him back like two years whenever they had like a three touchdown lead. And like, oh, uh, in hindsight, it's so frustrating
0: uh. and even the games where they did go on to blow out teams like wire to wire it wasn't because they kept their foot on the gas it was just because they're usually playing bad teams because I think they might have had the weakest schedule in the league that year they and did. they would just yeah and they would just get turnovers and the other team would just not be confident enough to put together drives it wasn't like the Panthers were still coming out there like blitzing quarterbacks and calling pass plays and stuff they were just <laughs> overmatching their opponents
2: yeah it might not have been the weakest schedule but it was in the lower Um, it was like bottom five in the league. And that was where the whole, this is the worst undefeated team ever shit came Mm -hmm. from. Everybody was saying, well, your strength schedule is like 30th of 32. Uh, You should be winning all these games and, you know, all that other nonsense. I will always remember 2015 for a couple of things. Number one, of course, we go 15 and one in the regular season. And of course the goddamn Falcons are the team that beat us. Um, (laughs) Because why would it be any other team? Uh, Number two, I thoroughly enjoyed the first half against the Seahawks in the playoffs. I have never enjoyed football more than I did that half. Because fuck them. Fuck (laughs) them. You know, the first play from scrimmage is a 58-yard run by Jonathan Stewart where just about any other running back in the league scores because they don't run out of gas after they've run 50 yards. Uh, But to be fair, Jonathan Stewart had been out for three weeks because he was hurt, which he always was hurt. But, you know, we score the touchdown on that opening drive, and then the second play the Seahawks run, they they force a a pick six, and then the route is on. And then, obviously, we've already said – it turned into a damn nail biter. Thomas Davis had to recover a fucking onside kick (laughs) after being up 31 to nothing at halftime. It's absolutely nonsensical. Um, And then I really enjoyed the NFC championship game. Although I felt sorry for Carson Palmer. I don't think I've ever felt sorry for another team's quarterback as much as I have felt for Carson Palmer that they could do nothing that day. Like, they were, they were out of it by halftime. There was nothing they could do to stop that onslaught. No, that that defense had no
1: answer, and their offense just continued to turn the ball over. It was
2: not fun. Like I mean, they yeah. they even had there was what was it a punt return where Patrick Peterson tried to return a punt and then he fumbled it. <clears throat> yeah, he, he was never- clearly he was
1: clearly trying to do too much on the return.
2: Yeah. I mean that they were desperate at that point and it just everything they did it just blew up in their face. Kind of like the 2008 season for the Like the 2008 season when we run the ball down their throat on the opening drive and then John Fox decides, "Hey, let's just let Jake throw it around the old backyard." pal. <laughs> like what the fuck? Karmic justice, Brad.
1: That's what it was.
0: <laughs> so, I I've I've been doing some research. Um pro football reference has like a strength of schedule like metric thing um but and it's like zero is average and the higher the higher the number is the harder it is the lower the number is the easier the schedule is the panthers strength of schedule rating that tw- in 2015 was minus 3.8 <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> i'm there's been nobody probably only than,
2: goes to like negative 4
0: um <laughs> the i have not the low the next easiest i've found since then is neg is minus 2.7 wow well there's a minus three in that same season and it was the falcons they're minus 3.4 so we just the nfc south because the nfc south is bad and i think we played yeah because division. that was the
2: year after the 2014 where we went 7-8-1 and won the division mm-hmm. so we yeah. had six games against a shit division
0: yeah, we played the AFC South, who had, who were won by the Texans, who went nine and seven. And who else did we play? The NFC East.
2: Yeah, was also and a the Giants, year. And Washington were were bad.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys were four and twelve. Giants were six and ten. The Eagles were seven or nine, and Washington won the division at nine and seven. So we played two bad divisions. But yeah, basically the Panthers had the easiest schedule in in recent history that season. So there, team, that, there was some. There they were was a some, good team, John. They were very good. You, you can only play who's on your schedule. True, but they did been like Pro Football Reference also has like a metric that combines like your point mar- your point differential with your strength of schedule, and the Panthers that season were sixth, mostly because their season, their schedule was so easy. Yeah, but that's also that's also skewed by Ron Rivera taking forty point leads and making them into ten point wins. So
1: instead of making them sixty point leads, yep. Yeah. yeah. So there's um, that. <clears throat> there is that. So to end off the episode, um, I just want to take some time to highlight the players that we enjoyed the most. And the guy that actually, I'm going to let you guys go that way. If you, one of you takes mine, I can just change it. So um, Brad, neither one
2: of us are going to say Britain Burson, Brian, that's not who I was going to say, <laughs> Brad, why don't you go? Uh I really enjoyed Greg Olson that year. Uh, I mean, he had 1,100 yards receiving, had seven touchdowns, 77 catches. That doesn't even really reflect how good he was that season. No, even. it it doesn't, and that's that's the amazing thing. I mean, you know, he, but he was he was a beast that year.
0: How could you not pick Cam Newton? That's my answer. He's MVP.
2: Because literally I, the best player the, in the league. Well, that's the easy choice. Yeah, and I'm going to take the easy choice.
0: choice. And I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take it.
2: Go ahead, and take it. Well, I figured we would. Just I, did. I just it. I, did. I figured we would all pick somebody that's not Cam because that's the obvious.
0: I want to remember Cam because he's not here anymore.
2: Well, neither is Greg.
0: No, I know. Damn. So, that's, so we're, Get we're, fucked, we're all good. <laughs>
2: Get
1: fucked.
0: <laughs> and now we're back to where we started. That. Uh,
2: um, all right, line. Ryan. Tell us why you love Brenton Burson so much. So it's not Bretton
1: Burson though. I will say I am still right to this day in 2014. I said he was going to make the roster and he did. And he stayed. So <laughs> fuck you, Bretton Burson fans or not, not fans, haters. Um, so I really appreciated Philly Brown in 2015. Cause he was a guy who shouldn't have been there, but he got the opportunity because of Kelvin Benjamin, obviously being hurt and they just had nobody else. Um, I almost ch- picked Jericho Cottry because he was just he was great too. But the thing that people are going to forget about the 2015 season because the Panthers didn't win the Super Bowl is Philly Brown took Akib to lead to town in that Super Bowl. <laughs> he, I he got concussed I think on his fourth reception. Um, well, yeah,
0: Talib grabbed him by the face mask and intentionally. No,
1: it was after that when he, he caught like a he caught a downfield pass that was like it was a long pass and he hit the, he hit the turf and he was out for the rest of the game. Um, but he was taking a a keep to leave to school in that game. Like he only caught four passes, but every time he beat a key to leave like senselessly. And I was the whole time I was like, Philly Brown should be the MVP. If we somehow win this game, he was so good. And he was even better in the game before that. um, Billy Brown had—I know most of it was on a long touchdown—but he had like two. He had like a hundred and hold on, let me find it. Uh, where podcasting. are podcasting. He yeah, had 113 100, yards
0: and four. Yeah, he had
1: 113 yards against the against the Cardinals too. So like he showed up in the playoffs. So it sucks because Billy Brown didn't do anything after leaving Carolina, but he was really good for them that year. So he was my unsung hero of the 2015 Panthers
0: I, yeah I remember he was beating to Tlaib so bad that to Tlaib got mad and he was just like I'm going to intentionally uh, just swing him around by his face mask since it's inside the five yard line anyway
1: and the penalty won't count against <clears throat> yeah that was absolute bush league. I hated it
2: notable scumbag to Tlaib
1: yep the breaker of chains
2: <laughs> seriously fuck to Tlaib
1: yeah, for real, fuck him. Of all those people, fuck him. Um, and also, fuck the field, by the way. Fuck the field in the Super Bowl because there are several gifs of Michael Ower uh, literally on skates, getting pushed back by Demarcus Ware. So fuck that field because that's part of the reason why the Panthers didn't win. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about this anymore. It's,
0: it's... Yeah, it's time to it's time to it's time to put this to bed.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> So that was our breakdown of the best team in Carolina history to not win the championship and it was pleasure it was pleasurable at times but it sucked in the end and we're all going to have to live with it. So
2: and it totally here, didn't get worse from the Super Bowl onward. Like we we recovered and we've we've been to the playoffs every year ever since and everything's great. <clears throat> yep. They totally didn't. Totally Twenty sixteen didn't. didn't happen. Two thousand eighteen didn't happen. Two thousand nineteen didn't happen.
0: <laughs> that was really the the starting the start of the uh, long downhill
1: road for the Ron Rivera era. Yep. And Ron Rivera is gone now. They didn't capitalize on what was a pristine window to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. Things are great, but hey, we got the future ahead, so maybe things will be better. Who knows? But anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding podcast, thank you for listening. This is our breakdown of the best team to never win a Super Bowl, and hopefully, we don't have to talk about that anytime soon. Again, this is Brian, joined by Brad and John, and you guys. Maybe the have next it.
0: pandemic when we need we need content. Yeah, and we're told to do this by SB Nation.
1: That's not what happened.
0: (laughs) Transparency. See you later. Bye-bye.